Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about why it is okay not to be okay. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Laby, and throughout his ministry, Jesus repeatedly rebuffed the people who thought they had it all together. He came for the broken and the sick and the hurting and the lonely and the people who are not okay. And right now, as we are all struggling with this change in one way or another, that is such incredible news. You know, I want to go straight into our text here in Luke chapter 5, and I'm sure you'll recognize verse 31, but I want to look at the context of that verse first. This is the time when uh, Jesus, he's calling his disciples to follow him. He's already picked up uh, Simon Peter and James and John. And then in verse 12, they come across this man who they describe as full of leprosy, who asked, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and he touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, in verse 15, the report went around concerning him all the more and great multitudes came together to hear and be healed by him of their infirmity. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Then, as we move forward on another day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and and teachers of the law sitting by uh, who would come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, uh, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And then, behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And then in verse 20, uh, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees who were sitting there, they began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately the man who was paralyzed rose up before them. He took up uh, what he had been lying on and he departed to his own house, glorifying God every step of the way. And they were all amazed there and they glorified God and they were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. So That's the context. Jesus is calling his disciples. He's healing the sick and the hurting uh, people around him. He's already been opposed for this by the scribes and the Pharisees. And now Jesus is about to call the next disciple, Matthew, the tax collector, to forsake everything he has and follow him. Luke writes in 
chapter 5, verse 27, after these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. And so he left all, rose up, and followed him. And then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house, and there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with him. And their scribes and the Pharisees, they complained against his disciples, saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, in almost every chapter of the gospel, Jesus is preaching the same news. The scribes and the Pharisees, they want you to be perfect on your own. But I'm here for the ones who know they can't. Romans 3 reminds us that there is no one righteous, no, not one, and that we have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God until we accept that there is something imperfect about us. How can we go to the Father and ask him to make us perfect? If I'm okay all by myself, why do I need Jesus? Jesus came for the sick. He came for sinners so that we can be set free from those sins. You know, we tell people, to come to Jesus as they are, not because we want them to stay broken, not because we want them to stay sick, but so that they can grow to be more and more like him with us. You know, we say that, but then we present an image that makes it look like the opposite. Like we can do this all on our own. We gather together on Sundays uh, in our perfectly groomed clothes, nothing but smiles on our faces, and we praise people even if it's on a a subconscious level, who imitate that. You know, when the bad and the ugly sticks its head out, we're quick to shame that. Why? Because not being okay isn't comfortable. We don't have the answers to it. And I think that's part of the reason why the Pharisees and the scribes and, and others were so determined to disrupt Jesus' ministry because Jesus, he didn't show any discomfort around that kind of sickness. The Pharisees, They couldn't cure leprosy with the law, and they certainly couldn't forgive sin. But here comes Jesus, God on earth, and he walks right past the people who call themselves righteous to the people begging for help. We should too, just in the, the few verses that we read together. Who does Jesus favor? It's not the people who have it all figured out. Jesus shows they're just in denial. No, he goes to the man full of leprosy and the fisherman and the man who is paralyzed and even a tax collector. It's okay not to be okay. That's the reason Jesus came. We don't need to pretend like we have it all figured out because we don't. We need Jesus for that. You know, here's the reality. Most Christians are going through things deeper than what we present on the surface. Leaders, elders, uh, teachers, workers, and the church included. In fact, I, I imagine the people who are growing closer and closer to God are growing more and more aware of their own shortcomings in the process. It is okay to be broken because it's only when we realize that that we can be rebuilt. Now, you probably heard it said, you know, Jesus accepts us how we are, but he doesn't want us to stay that way. And that is true. In Luke 5, 31, uh, Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a, of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, Jesus, he goes to the one who is willing to admit they are sick with sin, and he calls them to turn away from that sin. That's why Peter, uh, on the day of Pentecost, told the crowd to repent and be baptized. 
But after we make that decision to follow Christ, we're not done. You know, just look at Matthew and Peter and the other disciples, even the ones listed here in Luke chapter 5. You know, Jesus called them even though they were outcasts in society. They were fishermen, they were uh, tax collectors, and he gave their lives purpose. But they still had plenty of room to grow after that. We see that over and over, the mistakes they make. And we do too. Jesus came to accept us how we are, and he doesn't want us to stay that way. But all of our struggles don't go away when we follow him. Now we just have a way to handle them. If you are not a Christian and you're struggling during this time of change, Jesus came for you. He came for the hurting and for the lost, and he's ready to help today. He calls you to repent and be baptized. And if you've done that, if you are a Christian, know that it is still okay not to be okay. You aren't alone. We may put on a a smile when we're all together, but Jesus is still working to heal each and every one of us. Lean on him and let's lean on each other. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue talking about how the Bible would have Christians react uh, to the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm looking forward to sitting down, opening up God's word and talking about that with you next time.